0: listening to the 90 days later podcast with me anna charles this is episode number 20 welcome to the 90 days later podcast where i show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life if you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no you're in the right place Hi there. So today, actually, it's a topic that's really close to my heart. This was something I really, really, really lived over several months. Now, back in the day, when I was drinking, I thought too much and really wanted to change. You know, I spent so much time, actually, so much time saying I was going to change my drinking. Right? That was. It wasn't every day, but it was a it was a repeated theme over a number of years. Now in you know i was looking back i was never an alcoholic never physically addicted to alcohol i was never really totally out of control even but i just hated how i acted around it i hated how i felt i hated the person i became i actually hated that i you know was was i felt like i was wasting my time because then i'd fall asleep in the evenings and there was so much that i wanted to do with my life and on top of all of this, despite achieving goals, actually at the same time in many areas of my life, I had a really big job. I had, you know, lots of success under my belt. I'd end up saying, "I'm going to try and I'm going to try and give up again," and and then I wouldn't be able to, right? It got to the point where I just couldn't couldn't figure this out. It was really frustrating, and it almost got to the point where I didn't even want to try. And then I took a look at this. I it was at this point actually that I found coaching. And that coincided with me looking back at my action and what I'd been doing. And I realized I'd actually been taking, basically doing the, repeating the same old approach over and over and over and, and without making any kind of really uh, change in that approach. And that, the Im- that impact of that, the impact of doing the same thing again and again and again, the impact that had had on my results or my non-results. And it was less about the action that I was taking, because you know I'm a hard worker I was willing to take lots of action but it was more how I was approaching and thinking about the action that was key so that's the reason for the topic of today's podcast I've tried to give up before now you've probably heard Albert Einstein's classic definition well I think it was Einstein maybe it was attributed to somebody else Uh, His classic definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Now, when you say this, in my experience, many people will hear it. They'll nod sagely and agree. And then they'll just carry on as before. And that was me for so long, particularly when it came to drinking. Well, how does this show up? Well, you say things like, well, I fell off the wagon last night, back to day one again, right? Or I fell off the wagon last night. It was day 30, now I'm back to day one again. You see a similar thing in the world of weight loss, right? I've heard so many countless people saying, well, that diet failed. (sighs) Gonna have to start again tomorrow, you know. So they go right back. So eating the lettuce, leaves and kale or whatever it was didn't work before, but they're just gonna do it again. But what I want to offer is if going from drinking three glasses of wine a night to nothing which is what many of the over-drinking plans um, suggest, right? You go from whatever you're drinking to nothing, drinking to perfection overnight. If that hasn't worked, that approach hasn't worked the 10 previous times you've tried it, why will it be different this time? If restricting your food intake to adhere to a diet, to adhere to just you know eating lettuce that you don't like, if that hasn't worked umpteen times before, why on earth is it going to work this time I don't think it's all misplaced because I do think that repeating and practicing, you know, you do get better at something, but when you sort of religiously sticking to one way of doing things without any kind of amendments, and that's where the, the issue is, but you see at the same time, i you trying and this isn't working out for you, you're gonna see others having what I would call outward signs of success. You know, they'll be saying it's day 30, day 45, day 60, day 90, whatever it is, without drinking. And then if you're not having success with this same approach, remember this approach that hasn't worked for you perhaps a dozen times before, you're going to think, and I see this so often, you're going to think that there must be something wrong with you. The approach is fine. You're just doing it wrong. Or perhaps you just need more willpower. You know, there's something lacking in your character perhaps. Or maybe even that, you know, you're just different. This isn't going to work for you. And boo to you, you're just going to have to live with the struggle. Right, so I see that is becomes one of one of the outcomes of this. You know, I've tried to give up before taking this action, and then just thinking you must be doing it wrong. And slathered on top of all of this is there's this conventional wisdom that we get from society that in this world there are two types of drinker: alcoholics, and then everyone who drinks normally. And that you need to, it's acceptable and normal that you can drink just fine. And if you can't, and if you do have any sort of feeling that this isn't working out for you, you have a problem. You need to go cold turkey. You need to immediately abstain. You need to aim for perfection and nothing less than perfection. To get the drinking thing right, you need to not drink anything ever and ever again. And you need to be able to do that immediately from quote unquote day one. I see this kind of perfectionist thinking keeping people stuck because while they think yep that makes sense you know they want to do this perfectly they then carry on and they wait until they're ready or until they think the environment is ready before taking action and many never do right so not only does this perfectionist thinking make us think that we must be doing it wrong it also holds people back from taking any action at all and that is definitely going to be an area that will keep you stuck Now, it's important for me to stress, I'm not saying that taking action isn't important. Sometimes it can be that you just need to practice what you want to accomplish. talk a lot on the podcast about things like riding a bike or learning how to drive or learning how to bake a quiche or learning actually to do anything. You know, a lot of practice is involved. You can't expect to, from one day, say I'm going to stop over drinking and that the next you're going to be perfect at it. And I actually think that failure along the way is essential and failing and figuring out what doesn't work for you um, gets you to your goal quicker. As long though with the rider, as long as you are learning, as long as you're evaluating and making small adjustments, even tiny ones as you go. And I talk about the importance of this in the episode 100 uh, Fails. But back to the reason I wanted to cover this on today's podcast, I wanted to cover the thought um, I've tried to give up before. If you're out there taking action, but even bold, I would say, bold and fearless action, you have this thought running through your mind. Don't be surprised if you keep on getting the same result, the result actually that you don't want. In fact, I think perhaps saying that, that is the problem, that you aren't surprised that you're getting the same result because you begin to expect that result, that kind of feels like that's what's owed to you, that's just what you can expect no more. And then the problem with that is that when you start to expect it, you start to get ready for it. So whether you manage to abstain for 3, 10, 33 or 64 days, you kind of in the back of your head know that it's going to happen eventually, you're going to break and that you're going to drink. By the way, this is one of the reasons why I do not at all subscribe to counting days or talking about being sober and so on. But let's just stick with that for the moment, because I know that's how many people are gauge success, gauge their success in cutting back drinking. This is so important. This idea that you're kind of expecting that you you keep on uh, doing something for so long with with the thought that's driving you, you, begin to expect those results. A reason for that is your thoughts fu- fuel the feelings that drive your action. So for instance, if we have the thought, I want to drink, that is going to create feelings of desire and then you're going to ultimately take the action of drinking. You can also, by the way, um, if you find that tricky to look at from a thought perspective, you can start this this from a feeling, right? So perhaps you see wine, you see a bottle of wine in the fridge, you feel desire and that then creates the thought, I want that, which then creates you know, the action that you were going to drink. In other examples, not in the drinking world, let's say you have a report to write. If you're sitting there thinking, this is such a pain, right? It's such a pain having to write this report. That is going to make you feel perhaps bored or resentful. And you're going to then take the action of wanting to procrastinate, put it off, fill your schedule perhaps with other things, easy things to complete. So you feel good, uh, you know, you're actually doing stuff, you're, you're still being... And productive but you still know the report is still sitting there it still needs to be written right so you end up you know feeling worse because of that now let's look at that thought i've tried to give up before and how does that make you feel depressed probably pointless resentful cynical definitely cynical for me it puts an undercurrent of it's not worth it right it puts an of, if it's not worth it behind your action you won't be all in you're going to be half-hearted i bet you're kind of going to be in the the place of i'm just going to dip my toe in just going to give this a go they said it works all these people say this works and i've heard that that this coaching thing works but i don't know i don't know just going to dip my toe in and you're kind of waiting for it to fail so not only are you repeating what you've done before and not learning from it any new approach that comes along you're kind of labeling in the same way that it's just not going to work and you're going to start not really taking action you'll you'll take action by rote that's another sign that that you're really not all in you kind of do all the worksheets or whatever it is you have to do but you're not really invested in it. And think about that. Think about this actually with anything in life, not just your over-drinking. If you're taking this kind of half-hearted action, what kind of result do you really truly think you'll get? A half-hearted one at best. That's right. And then if that's happening, it's probably only a matter of time before you give up, claim defeat, start beating yourself up again, start saying things like, well, I knew it wouldn't work. I should have known better. Well, that was inevitable. It's never worked before. After all, I've tried to give up before. And with all those terrible feelings and thoughts swilling around, what do you end up doing? Have a drink, of course, because a drink, as you've taught yourself, makes you feel better. But that isn't all. By giving something nominally a, a go, right, you've had a go at changing even though you weren't all in, and even though you were expecting to fail by saying things like I've tried to give up before, what you've done is you've just made that a reality. You've made it a reality that it wouldn't work. And by making that a reality, you've been feeling bad and then you drunk. So you've now created a new neural pathway, right? Before you just had one that said you couldn't stop over drinking, you felt bad about that, and then you would drink to feel better. Now you've tried again and you've reinforced not only your belief that it's not possible for you to stop over drinking, evidence your brain can point to that says you aren't able to change your drinking, evidence it had already, but you've now also reinforced the idea you had before that having a drink relieves all those terrible feelings. And this means every time you feel bad and you can't figure something out, and I'm not just talking here about your drinking, but anything in life. Your brain's going to remind you that, yeah, you can't, if you can't figure stuff out, a drink is the way to deal with it because it'll make you feel better and rid yourself of all those terrible feelings. This is a really dangerous place to be because not only have you reinforced that drinking is what you do when you feel bad, but this latest failure kind of seals your fate by saying, well, it wasn't meant to be. Right? Perhaps it just isn't meant to be for you. You aren't able to. Weren't meant to make this change in your life. You gave it a go. There's no point being disappointed again. You know, have a drink. You'll feel better, and you'll just you'll just carry on. And you know, you'll you'll live with this. And this is happening because your brain, at the end of the day, just wants to keep you safe. It's trying to protect you from feeling um, anxious or nervous or anything. So by downplaying it and by saying, yeah, you know, you might have to live with this, but that's okay drink will make it okay and make it better. But here's the thing. Here's the power of the brain we can use we can use against itself. You can make your past mean what you want it to mean. Even if your past is littered with failed attempts at reaching your goal, any goal, you can make that mean you're a failure and that you're never going to figure it out or that you just haven't found the way that works for you yet. My coach once told me, and this had such an impact, if you want to have something you've never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. It's funny that that it sounds so obvious and yet we just sort of don't roll with that in life. But it really helps because just because you've tried to give up before and that it didn't work, that doesn't mean you won't be successful next time. You just have to find a different way whether it's a completely different way or making a small adjustment here or there, whatever it is, a way that works for you. I see this a lot in the work I do with my clients. Now, one of the first things I do when I start coaching new people is we actually talk about all the ways they've tried to control their drinking before. And then we go through and figure out all the reasons why they weren't successful. This is so important even if it's painful for the person even if it makes them feel like they're reinforcing what they haven't done but actually what we're doing is an inventory we're showing the brain and we're helping it to understand why something isn't working and when it understands why it isn't working it's never going to want to try that approach again or at least it'll be more amenable to us when we say that we're not going to just repeat the same old thing you know we're willing to go out there and try this other thing It's definitely a way of helping you to learn from previous failures and to adjust your approach. So you're able to show your brain, this is not you just going over the same old ground, right? So let's stop this expecting we're going to have the same old results because they weren't the results I wanted, right? This is us trying something a little bit different with the view that we can get the results that we want. We are not going to be talking about I've tried to give up before. We're not at home to that. So by working with me in this way you're going to be creating new neural pathways and we do that by starting with your thoughts. So Instead of thoughts like it's never worked before we're going to find one that does work for you. A thought that creates a physical response, a physical reaction in you. Perhaps it's possible I will drink only what I say I will or it's possible there will be a time when I don't drink at all. That's a little tip, by the way. If you have a a goal that seems too far away and you really just can't believe that you'll ever achieve it, by putting the words it's possible in front of it, the goal, even if it's an impossible goal, starts to feel a little bit more accessible and believable for your brain because really it must be believable. Now, if you think it's possible you will drink only what you say you will one day, how will you feel? If you don't believe it's true, if you don't have a physical reaction, find another thought. But let's say this thought works for you. Maybe it makes you feel hopeful or committed or assured or any of those really positive emotions. If you feel assured, what are you going to do? Well, you're likely going to trust your actions more. You're likely gonna go all in. You'll create a plan and be willing to follow it. You'll be willing to evaluate and learn from things if they don't go to plan. See how powerfully different that is from if you think I've tried to give up before. You could be taking the same action but just switching those thoughts out and how much you're going to feel so much more empowered and how the results that you want you want are much more inevitable. It's a total game changer. So that's my challenge really to you today as I end today's session. If you find yourself saying, oh, I've tried to give up before or I've tried to, you know, tried that before, what do you want to think instead, right? Give yourself half a chance. Your brain actually will go along with this. You just have to show it the way. And let me tell you this now. I believe you're far more capable of achieving your goals than you think you are right now. So figure out what thought you can believe that takes you closer, even one step closer to your goals. Test that thought. Test it by how you react in your body. You can't fake it. Then start doing and practicing this thought every day. Be willing to have your own back and you will move towards your goal. And the moment you find yourself thinking, I've tried to give up before, be on your guard for it. Get that thought. Find another one. Now, if you want to do this fast, working with a coach is the way to go for sure. It may have taken you years to create your drinking habit, but I guarantee I will help you to unpick it in a fraction of that time and will achieve lasting results. So you can go out into the world with a take it or leave it attitude. It is priceless. It's what I've achieved for myself and it's what I can help you achieve for yourself too. So go ahead and contact me on Anna at 90dayslater.co and we'll set up a consultation call to speak. In the meantime, I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6 p.m. rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on Anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I’d really appreciate if you’d leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days later podcast.